very, very breakout. But we're still here. Welcome back to the Lady Avoid podcast episode. Well, well, I came back from that short Texas trip. I should have been there longer. But you know what? I am content with what I have. It is what it is. Let's talk about my trip there. My first time experiencing a different time zone, experiencing something different in a different area. That's not just the East Coast. That actually went out west. Like Midwest. So I went to Texas to visit my older brother. First things first. That airport to the arrival area to Austin was fucking awful. It's the fact that the airport fucked us over the last minute and we had to wait an extra four or five hours at the airport just to get a new flight. And then it wasn't even a direct flight to Austin. It was, oh, I had to stop at Tennessee. I had to wait another hour in Tennessee to catch another flight to Austin. So I had to take two flights that day, uh, last Wednesday. So I spent all day in the airport, literally all day in the airport. That shows ass. You know what's funny? I kind of figured that it was gonna happen because I knew JFK was on some bullshit. As soon as I entered, I was like, well, I think some BS is gonna happen right now. You know why? Because I know these guys damn well. These guys be on some the fraudulent, fraudulent bullshit. Oh, not for the fact that, oh, their services is not what it is. No, because usually, during the holidays especially, the day before the holidays, they usually be on some fuck shit. And they don't really got time to think. They don't have really time to prepare. They don't prioritize you. They only prioritize the profit. They only prioritize, oh, I need to get this over with. So they fuck us over the last minute. And we have to wait an extra five hours at the airport. Yeah. I could have spent half a day in Texas. I could even potentially went to a Houston Rockets game that day. But, you know. JFK wants to be a bunch of frauds. So at least I got four whole days in Texas. That's all that mattered at that point. Four whole days. The first thing we did in Texas for the first full day was we ate at Cracker Barrel. I ate at Cracker Barrel for the first time. It's a spot where they serve good-ass breakfast samplers and stuff. So I tried the French toast, I tried the eggs, I tried the sausage. Banger breakfast. I even tried the pancakes and it was banging too. The key part about all that, aside from the sampler, is the maple syrup. The maple syrup is literal crack. I, I could, th- that would be my first drug dealing experience is to sell those maple syrup little bottles. My first drug dealing experience. All right, let's let's get serious now. And then I think I went downtown downtown Austin. Went to the city, parts of the city. Went to a little park. They were cool. They were actually cool. Kind of similar in a sense of all oh, the like the feels and the energy to New York, right? This is the energy in the city. It's like I'm back in New York City, but except I'm in downtown Austin. Man, I wish I would have went down there more. We went to the capital of Texas. We went to that little museum where Texas used to be its own country. And then from there, it became a part of us. The US, America. Yeah. Texas became a part of America because they used to be a proper country themselves. Which I didn't know until that point. It's shocking. Look at that Christmas tree. If you're watching this video format. The second day, 
I don't think we really did much. We did go around the area, but for the most part, we didn't really do much. Third day, I'm pretty sure we went to the park. I'm pretty sure we went to the park. And that's just the end of it. Went to some interesting areas. And then, for the most part, we just stayed around, chilled. Because, again, this is a car-dependent part of the area I was in, in Austin. I wasn't in the city. I couldn't just walk regular. No, I had to drive everywhere. Yep, I don't like that part. So, what key factor? If I'm going to move out somewhere, it needs to be walkable. I do not want to be car dependent. I like walking. I enjoy walking a lot more than... I can stay here. Alright. I have to ask somebody to drive right now. No, I have to call an Uber. Nonsense. Alright, I'll just ride it home at that point. What? Hey. I don't fuck with car dependent states or areas like that at all so it needs to be walkable in my part because I love to walk and I prefer to walk anyways yes growing up in New York was a privilege enough for me to even come to that conclusion however this is my this is my part of a priority or a boundary not really not really a boundary it's more of a Hmm, this is what I want. This is what I see myself doing. So don't break it, don't fix it type of thing. So here's the thing. The last day in Texas, it was a time that I was extremely disappointed. Not because, oh, I didn't like the day. Because it was the last day. No, I wanted to be there for another week, bro. Dude, I didn't want to five days five days came by pretty quick but they dragged out a little bit only because it was thanksgiving break dude i still want to stay there i want to experience more but you know what it's kind of fair because it's winter we're, we're approaching winter season it's getting colder so our options are extremely limited to be fair but in the summer because my older brother lives in an apartment complex, that little suburban area thingy-majingy, I don't, I don't know how these people know what's a sub suburban stuff, but regardless, their apartment complex has a pool in the back, their apartment complex has a grilling station, they have a ping pong table set, they have a cornhole set, Fun fact, I am actually randomly good at cornhole. Fun fact. Ping pong, I sink. I sink so bad. It smells in here when I'm playing ping pong. Regardless, bro, in the summer, it would be fucking lit just to go there. This is where I want to spend at least two weeks there. Two weeks max or minimum. So on the last day, the same on the train tracks. We went to a space museum in Houston. Three hour drive from where we were staying at. That space museum goes hard. I was still skeptical of some of this history and stuff. Not some, a lot. Regardless, it was still fun. It was still dope as fuck to see all the architecture and seeing some of the models. We even went to some parts of the planes and space areas where we got to see, like, learn some of the history and the background and what they do inside the, the spaceships. Oh, how do they shower? Oh, this is how they shower. They, they go to this specific spot right here and they shower. How do they eat? Oh, they eat in this specific area. There are specific areas in the spaceship where they go eat and shower chill out it's weird to sleep in the spaceship though that was weird damn really i mean i, I wouldn't expect any less or any more but i have no idea how they slept in those little k 
casket things. Right where is that? Whatever area they showed me in the old casket things. I don't get how they sleep. Do I need a whole... Dude, I'm tall. Not tall. Not that tall. 5'11". I need a lot of space. I need a lot of area space when I sleep. I prioritize my sleep and I also prioritize my space. If not, if I'm sleeping with somebody else, say goodbye. Say goodbye. <laughs> if I were to have a partner, so they give partner, wife, we probably need our own separate beds because I take up so much damn space, bruh. Not even. I just love my space. I love my sleeping space. I don't want anybody ordering it. Is that real, huh? Just that little picture right there. Interesting, interesting. I'm in Rockefeller Center right now, around that area. I'm gonna see if the tree's up. Probably not. Because it's not Christmas time yet. Even though it's right there. It's right there. So far, we're doing God's work. Look at these nice Christmas sets. Oh, wait. Work in progress, guys. Work in progress. Work in progress. That tree's a work in progress. So, next segment. segment where now I have my actual thoughts. I did a little bit of that when I was doing the timeline span notion. Now this is the point where I have my actual legit thoughts on what I had, what I've done, or what do I think of these certain acts. I'm in Rockefeller Center so I'm going to be looking around and I'm going to be reporting like this is my first time when this is actually my second time in two weeks being here. So, I like Texas. I actually enjoyed my four days being there. I wish I was there for the other half on the Wednesday. But hey, there's always another time. Especially in the summer. I really want to go in the summer and experience Texas. I want to experience a different life during the summer in another place. I want to see what that actually feels like. Because the only places I've been during the summer that's legitimate, I could say, hey, these, these are the shits. Yes, Florida, New Jersey, and New York. That's it. The other place I went to during my entire life, it was either during spring or it was during fall? Winter? Because I went to Tennessee when I was a child, but that was during spring. I went to Philadelphia in the Liberty Bell. I went to Pennsylvania some area, in some areas of time, but that was during winter, fall. I think I went to the Liberty Bell. No, I went to the Liberty Bell during the the fall winter traps of elementary school. That was uh, during winter, I think. Oh look, that's cool. You know what's interesting? Here in the city of New York, everything just feels different. The vibes are different. And you can't really experience that through a screen yet until you actually see it. Like, if you actually witness it and experience it for yourself, just be here in the present and just see everything. And you'll feel a completely different vibe and energy. An uplifting one. Uplifting. Here's the thing about Texas. The Texas wing stop, or was it Buffalo? Oh, the wing, the fries at, what is it, that Mexican spot? The fries in these Mexican spots in the certain areas, Buffalo Wild Wings, so I had Buffalo Wild Wings the final night I was there. Dude, those shits are still not it. I don't know what it is, but of course they're not gonna prioritize the fries. They're not gonna prioritize no fries. They're not gonna make fries like the priority because the whole point is this is a wing spot. 
not gonna make fries the best things in the world when you should be focusing on the fries. Or the wings, I mean. Like in the Mexican restaurant. The whole main focus is the tortas, the tacos. The main focus isn't the fries. Like, oh, the fries isn't that good. Well, duh. The point of that spot, that spot was the freaking sandwiches and the tacos. Not the fries. Fries aren't supposed to be the main part. That's that's for whether it's fast food, whether it's a fry spot. Those are the only spots that you should care about the damn fries. You shouldn't be caring about no damn fries and no wing spot. It doesn't matter. You know? So ultimately, we are at this stage where just food is food. Food is good. Even if I don't like certain tastes and textures and I find certain, some textures unappealing or weird. Regardless, food is food. At the end of the day, we eat what we eat. And we're not going to like some taste, yep, but here's the thing, though. I'd rather eat a lot of food that I haven't tried yet in these certain spots and just get a glimpse of what it feels like to be in a different area of my life compared to being in the past, staying stagnant, eating the same type of foods. I'd rather be in that spot. I'd rather be in a spot where I'm just, oh, I'm just eating a different type of food right now. Ugh, this isn't the best thing. It's not supposed to always be like that, you know? So sometimes you're at a, a point in your life where you're just, okay, this picky, this picky eating type of personality trait is not the way to go. This picky eating thing is not for me. Maybe because, oh, I'm a foodie. No, because at a certain point, you just need to eat your food. You just need to eat for what it is. Even if I tell you time and time again, don't be eating too much. There are certain stages where you should eat a lot. Like if you're at a certain place for the first time, like in Texas, or your first place out the country, you should eat a lot. Why? Because you're at a different country. You need to try all these damn foods. The breakfast, the lunch, the dinner. You gotta try all of that. Like you're in Europe, try the European food. Try European dishes and appetizers. And all these little little corner spots where they sell all oh, the little treats, the little desserts. We could try them in the restaurants. All in all, just live your life. You don't need to live by other people's standards. So my initial reaction to Texas, great experience. Ultimately, I really want to go back. I want to go back for two weeks, minimum. We could extend it further to a month. But that's just summer break. So regardless, let's go to the next segment, shall we? So this is the third segment. Why? There's the the timeline to the trip. There's reaction. I'm going to now do a little bit of the reaction of the airport's experience. Seven, eight years later. Because it's been seven, eight years since I've been to an airport. Legit back and forth. That was the Florida thing. So regardless, do not... I don't fuck the airport at all. The airport is so fucking weird. They're so inconsistent. I don't even know. They're super unpredictable. Not in a good way. There are unpredictability factors in good ways. And there's unpredictable factors in terrible, awful ways. There's no in-between with unpredictability factors when it comes to certain spots. Like, for example, the airports. So the airports can the last day before the actual Thanksgiving thing. So, Thanksgiving Eve. That shit was garbage. That was awful. Awful experience. Even the airplanes didn't feel right. I slept through majority of that flight anyways. The internet there was decent when I was flying in. 
regardless. They, they were on some bullshit regardless. But hey, the service with the, when they were giving out water and food, that was good. The airport pizza though? Guess what I'm about to compare that shit to? I, I think you can obviously guess it too. I think it's obvious because you already know how the sentiment is. Just look at how I'm expressing it. Yep, I'm comparing it to fucking school pizza. It's probably worse than school pizza. Like, for the time being, eating that pizza because we were not going to eat that much anyways, that pizza was a-okay. But looking back at it, that shit is worse than school pizza. I swear to goodness. This is worse than school pizza. That is a new low. Imagine, imagine being at a new low with school pizza. Imagine being so bad that you have to be compared to school pizza. That's fucking nuts. Not really, because if you if you eat many pizzas, you would obviously guess that hey, there's gonna be certain spots like the airport that's not gonna serve good pizza, but they're so expensive for what? Because it's the damn airport. That's where everybody goes and has to stand by, and they need to make money too. So of course it's gonna be expensive. Same with the movie theater, and the movie theater food don't be that good. They're not for food. They're for you to go experience something. Airport, go take a flight somewhere else. Oh, the movies. Watch the movies. The popcorn. That's the point. The damn food, like the pizza, is not going to be that good. It'll probably be worse than school pizza. Again, do you just experience it? Do the sausage taste like it wasn't even cooked at all? That shit was frozen. Or even if it was hot, it tasted frozen. And the pepperoni too. The pepperoni was frozen, but it was hot. It makes no sense. But until you tasted it, or you tasted pizza before, you can tell when something is hot, but not legit hot. Like it wasn't even cooked right, but it, it feels hot. Only because the other sides and areas of the pizza, like the cheese, tomato sauce, the crust, they were all hot. And then directing back to New York from yesterday, that was alright. Hey, we actually didn't go through the same bullshit we went last week. But, dude, flying back, experience was trash bro dude the seats were uncomfortable as fuck dude I couldn't even really even sleep like that because the seats were so fucking uncomfortable and dude their, their charging station and the Wi-Fi was trash too especially in the liar hat that shit was trash dog I'm telling you man some of these airports their, their services and everything about it seems so suspect. And it's not even suspect because, oh, this shit's not real. This shit's fake. Dude, look at how they approach and, and come about certain aspects of when it comes to service, when it comes to, oh, here's your flight. Or, here, we're giving free Wi-Fi during the plane flight. Whatever that case is, dude, they're so sus about it. I don't even know if they're really about that life or they're just on some bullshit. And most of the time, they be on some bullshit. I was sitting in the middle of fun of like two older people during that last flight. Bruh. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. I hated that flight. I hated that flight. Those seats were uncomfortable and the people Saying those seats, yeah, they were chilling. They weren't being annoying. But holy fuck, I wanted to get the fuck up multiple times. One of the worst discomforting experiences I've ever went through. I'm so serious. Aside from one of the, the Florida times where I had to sit next to like five people in the damn car because we were going like to Orlando. 
all the way back. Dude, that was one of the most uncomfortable experiences ever. Sitting next to five people was crazy. There was no there was no backseat either. Everybody was sitting all in the front and, and, and freaking claustrophobic, fucking tied up together. Dude, I was one of the tallest people in that damn car. You could honestly tell being tall is not always the the ideal route to go, especially when you're sitting on these damn planes. Dude, you're gonna get your ass beat. You're gonna get your ass beat by these chairs. You're gonna get your ass beat by sitting next to other people, especially when you're sitting in these certain areas, like the airplane, or you're sitting in the car. You're probably gonna have to sit next to either a few people. If you're not even sitting in the passenger seat, you're fucked a lot of the time. If you're a tall guy, it's crazy. So the airport experience, I give it an average mid, even though I hate using the word mid. It's so average experience. I don't really like the airplane. I really don't like to prioritize it like that. But if that's the way to go, it is what it is. doesn't even matter what I like or don't like at that stage. It's just something that, huh, let's go accordingly. Cliche, what if it's a private jet? Then that's a different experience. That's something completely out of the ordinary. Who knows what happens? Who knows what the experience would be? I don't know yet. I haven't experienced it. I probably will eventually. Who knows though? Gotta keep my eyes open for different aspects of life to come through. Cause I'm not just gonna sit up here and be like, oh man, this is the worst experience I ever went through. Airplane's a scam. When I went to another airplane, like another, like first class, for example, or I went to a different airlines and they were so much better. Then what? Then what do I say? Oh man, it's so much better. You can go through these different experiences not to create narratives, create assumptions, create stigmas. They're for experience. And even then, you're just going to a different de de destination. You don't need to do all this extra shit. The reason why I'm saying this is because I think it's personally funny just to talk about. It's personally funny to just boast about. I, I can't. I really can't wait to go to other states, man. My other reaction. I really can't wait. This is gonna be fun. I really can't wait for the time when I can just go out there. When I make my money. When I start earning my money, working. I'm able to afford more stuff. This is where the money buys happiness, people, will come into play. I don't disagree with them. I just think a lot of people don't even know what they're talking about 99% of the time. And especially when it comes to does money buy happiness? Oh, does money buy... Does money equal happiness? All those talks are so run down. They don't even know what the fuck they're talking about anymore. They don't even know how to approach it. They'll just be like, oh, money does buy happiness. Oh, you can buy... You can buy happy experiences with money. Yes and yes. Do you even know how to approach it though? A lot of the time, no. But is it easier to say than to actually experience? Yes. Is it more fun to do that? Yes. It's more fun to be in hypotheticals and creating a blueprint in-depth analysis on things that you've never experienced or have very little experience. It's just more fun that way, isn't it? There are people the people's favorite thing to do on the internet. Create hypotheticals and especially they imprint a whole documentary, a blueprint on something they've never experienced, but they make it so realistic only for their fantasy. So when they actually experience it, their mind is completely echo. Echo, 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 echo. 
it's completely echo. You have nothing in your brain. But when it comes to hypotheticals and made-up scenarios, oh my gosh, five-paragraph essay. Why? Why do we enjoy these hypotheticals and all these made-up shits for? I know why. We've been through this. I made a couple videos about it. It's just much more fun and much more appealing to think about shit that you'll probably never experience. Or if you will experience, it's going to be completely different and whiffering from what you're imagining. Because your imagination, it doesn't really correlate or doesn't connect with real life. Not in the aspect that you think. Because with your imagination, your imagination, you don't really immerse yourself in your imagination enough for you to be able to confidently express it or to coincide, coincide with it. So once you don't coincide with it, but you pretend that you do, it's not fake until you make it anymore. You actually really obsessed with pretending because pretending is much more convincing. It's much more profitable. It's much more persuasive. You can easily persuade people by just, uh, profit. You can easily persuade people by, oh, let's make up a scenario or let's make up something that we've never experienced, but because we're on the internet, we can act as if we're experts. Let's act like we're perfect people. I've been in this situation one time. And this was the most perfect scenario for everybody. That's how it is. It gets really disappointing just realizing or just noticing and noticing the pattern of people constantly doing these running laps around the same five talking points, but they're also the same people that don't even follow through what they talk about 99% of the time. Well, that's just life. That's just how the game is. The game is, oh, talk, persuade, convince, shift the paradigm. But you have to fake it. And people say fake it till you make it. Which in some aspects of life you need to do that. And in some aspects. A lot of these people use it in a wrong term. They use it in a wrong aspect. And not wrong in, oh, you're not supposed to do that. No, they use it wrong because they choose to shift the paradigm. And they rather just, oh, I want a dopamine rush. I want pleasure, guilty pleasure, but I don't want to actually face the guilty pleasure. I want to actually hide from it. That's all they want. They want a dopamine rush enough to the point where they can convince themselves that what they say is some grand breaking discovery, groundbreaking. But not enough to the point where you can actually expose them. But they're easily exposable. Dude, they, they tell you straight up. They tell you straight up that they're lying. Or they tell you that they're pretending. But you trust them enough to the point where... Or you force yourself to trust yourself because of the manipulation tactic of persuasion. Oh, this person might be right. Even though... This is on some shady shit. Well, that's the point of experiencing with different people. That's why you need to explore different people. You don't just, oh, I need perfect person. Oh, I need perfect friend group. There's a reason why you go through these different experiences with different people. And even if you hate people, even if you don't like people, you don't like humanity, you think humanity's selfish. They're supposed to be selfish by nature. But most people use the selfish tendency to get everything in their way and they end up not fucking with you as soon as you elevate past them they only see themselves again as tip top if they don't see themselves tip top they see themselves in second place third place fourth place they see they see you above them they see another person above them you're you're fucked you're done you're done they're not going to fuck with you. 
They're going to pretend. They're going to be around you. They're going to be mad jealous. They want you for your energy. They don't want you because you're actually successful. They don't support you. Bro, if they support you enough, then why do you have to question if they're supporting you? Then why do you still be around these people when you don't damn well they're not supporting you? Well, because they use the manipulation tactics to where, oh, look, I persuade you and convince you that I'm a good person. Oh, I pretended to be a good person, though. I faked it. I faked being a good person and I made it. That's their definition of fake until you make it. Fake enough to where you can already convince them that, ah, I let you in. And they just stay there. And you can't even convince them to leave. It takes too much. It takes a long time to just completely let them out. Guess what? You have to be careful with what energies you carve into your system and your circle. Because at some point, you're going to be in there and you're going to be inviting all these energies. And then it's like, oh wow. I did not ask for all this. Even though you kind of did. But not enough to the point where, oh, I didn't ask for an extra, extra person here. The extra person here is only a minor character. Or was even part of the cast. They didn't even audition, but they all of a sudden got a role now. It's almost as if they give themselves a role in the movie that they weren't even a part of. They just somehow found a way to do it. They manipulated the game. They malfunctioned the game. So, all of This is what you need to know. This is why it's part of the, the Texas experience. It's because... When you meet new people in different areas, you really need to be open to different energies. You need to be open to these different people. Not enough to the point where, oh, you need to invite more and more energies that you didn't even respond to, but you indirectly responded. You, 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 does that make sense? Do you, do you know what I'm saying? You're almost as if you're, you're, you're hosting an audition and you directly told certain people that they're invited but then those directed people also invited people that we didn't even see nor asked of them to come so it's like that so don't invite people when they're not directly invited be careful if you want to introduce certain friends introduce them just don't be so slick with it because you're not being slick with it actually you're being shady, mischievous. The mischievous act reigns supreme. And so work out. It's it, it's kind of tough to even hold this camera for a long stretch of time. That's why these certain segments was cut short in certain aspects. But this is the longest one because it hasn't been as cold, but it's still fucking cold. Understand that I want to go back to damn Texas right now. I should be in Texas. I should not be here. But how else would I not be appreciative if I don't leave sooner? Will I be appreciative if I leave sooner, later? Because either way, I'm still really appreciative. I'm still content. I want to be able to appreciate and be content even if my time was cut short. The best part about certain things not going your way is you being able to reflect upon huh you're you're humbled now you're humbled more you get more humble pie life doesn't only just get worse you get humbled more because your experience is extremely limited to what you can perceive these certain situations as oh i perceive this situation as good bad it can't always be that way because Life isn't a good, bad thing. Exterior, interior, it doesn't matter. Our lives is catered to these narratives and stigmas. But it shouldn't be. Our lives should be. Let's experience this. It doesn't matter how long I'm there, whether it's a short time or a long time. 
Regardless, I will always appreciate the moment. I will always appreciate the trip. I'll always find ways to be appreciative of whoever is there, whatever happened. It's just how it goes. Your life is not subliminally aroused by emotions. It's not around by thoughts and what your limited perspective should forecast. You can only just experience and appreciate that, hey, I went through this experience. That's crazy. It was cut short or it's been a long time. Well, holy, I really appreciate these moments. Or maybe I didn't do enough appreciating. It makes you humble. You sit back and you reflect. It makes you much more aware. This is why you go through terrible experiences because you need to reflect more and more. You need to reflect every single day. That's what these life experiences teach you, is to reflect. These life experiences teach you that you are only this meaty body for a temporary period of time. And regardless if you go through these experiences and this is bad or good, is how it is. And it doesn't even matter. All you did was went out there, whether you talked to a crush, whether you met a celebrity, whether you stayed at a different state, different time zone for five days, you still went through it. You should be grateful. JJ, there's not that much to be grateful for. You sure? Because even if you think, oh, healing's for losers, well, at certain points, I'll be considered a loser then. Because I really want to be at a point where I just don't give a fuck about what's good, what's bad within my life, whether it comes to days, whether it comes to general aspects of life circumstances. I don't want to think about any of that anymore as I continue to grow on. Oh, but Shane, you still will. I know. And then again, it will not hold such baggage. It won't hold such a whole roof on top of my head just staying stuck. I want to evolve. You know, every single aspect of life wants you to evolve. That's the whole point of these experiences as well is for you to evolve. You need to elevate, evolute, level up. So you have a matter of choice of you want to elevate, evolute, or you want to stay stagnant. Because you can stay stagnant. Stagnant doesn't always have to have a, oh my gosh, Shane, look at you staying stagnant. Even if I criticize too, because I do the same shit. And then again... Does everyone need to live your own life experience? Or they need to live their own? They need to see for themselves first. Yes. But you also have to remind them that they could do so much better. You can remind them. You can tell them that. You know there's better out there. You know, sometimes you need to just sit back and just let the sadness consume you enough to where, hey... You know, there's there's something better out there. There's a better opportunity. Do you want to take it? Maybe you don't have to take it, but you might want to just to see what happens. It doesn't always have to result in, oh, this is the best thing ever, so I have to do it. Well, sometimes you're going to doubt yourself. You're going to question. That's the best thing about doubting is you're going to be able to practice discernment skills. You're going to practice detachment. To some extent, because you're not attached to this realm, you're not attached to this box of a matrix, this corrupted ass system. You're just here to free, freely, what's it called? Explore, adventure. So we're in Central Park. Well, we've been in Central Park for a little bit. But I just pointed that out. Because we were just exploring. We were just having a feel, sense type of time. Around that timing. 
It's so good to be back and making content for the sole fact of, hey, let me let me let me take a week to get myself together, and I got myself together. Here we go. Let's go. Or I'm reminding myself of these certain aspects. Let's go. Some of these people are not going to get it the first time. Some of these people, as soon as they read, they're not going to process it the first time. You got to give them so much time. You're probably going to have to give them a year to even understand that. You know, it's it's certain it's certain concepts and ideologies that takes so much courage and so much commitment to just not even stick by. Understand, process how to implement it in your daily life. It's tough. We can't act as if this is the easiest thing to do. You can only make it look easy if you highlight enough of the highlights. Once you highlight enough of the highlights, you're going to make it seem like it's so effortless when it's really not. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of discernment. It takes a lot of commitment, honor, dignity. It takes a lot of detachment. It's a lot of observation, analyzation, because you want to constantly commentate over your life. You have the main character syndrome, or you have the beta male or the antagonist syndrome. It doesn't even have to be a syndrome either. Or it doesn't always have to perceive this way. It's only perceived that way because most of these people are too obsessed with hyper-independence or negative toxicity. So we have to, for now, carve them into a stereotype. Jay, didn't you talk about how you hate stereotypes and how you hate when people are boxed in? I did. Guess what? You tried doing the gotcha moment, but you didn't. Guess what, buddy? Just because I bring up one thing, it doesn't mean this other thing, it doesn't have some correlation or I didn't stand on business. Buddy, I still stand on business on what I said. There's just a lot of alternate realities that we have to go through. It doesn't make me a hypocrite. You try calling me a hypocrite, you, tr- you, you tried your attempt, you fucking break that shot. Throw that shit roofed. Do you roof that handball. Now you have to go get it. Great. Congratulations. Free cookie. Get that shit out of here. Live your life. Explore. Adventure. Go to a different state. If you have the opportunity. When it arises. If you can't. Then stay settled. Your time is coming. Your time is going to come eventually. Be patient. Don't just, ah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Because then you'll continue to wait. But you don't have to be super impulsive to the point where you have to use these certain, like, attachment to these certain sayings. And then this is the only time I can say, I can only say I can't wait when there's something exciting. No, you can say I can't wait when it's something very anxious. Like, oh, I can't wait to get out of this plane because I'm skydiving for the first time. You could use that. So ultimately, guys, utilize your gifts. Utilize your gifts. Utilize your flaws. You don't have to utilize them in ways that self-destructive all the time. Sometimes you need to use it to better yourself. Or maybe even if you have to self-deprecate, then you're going to realize, yep, that was stupid. That was dumb. I should have never done that. But I kind of had to do it because if I didn't do it, then how the fuck am I going to learn? How the fuck am I going to be like, oh, uh, I wasn't supposed to do that. Great. How wasn't I going to come back to this realization then? Well, by doing it. Also, I should try, um, No, not like that. No, don't even bring out the knife. Relax. There are certain aspects of life where you just need to just chill out. But then there are certain aspects where, hey, go for it. If you're trying to go skydiving, then go skydiving. If you have the money, might as well. No? So all in all, guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tapping in. Holy cow, I'm glad to be back. 
And I can't wait to see what else life gives me. For real, because this is crazy. It's already approaching winter. New York's about to look so, so good from an aesthetic standpoint and from a vibe perspective. If you have the opportunity to come, please come. Please come. I'll be your tour guide. I'm kidding. You live one life. You might as well take your chances, right? Bow! Take your chances. When they arise. If you want to work for the opportunity, then work for the opportunity. If you're struggling, you're struggling. You can't just tell somebody, oh, you're struggling. Get out of it. You can't just tell, tell somebody that. You have to be able to guide them. That's what guidance is for. That's what friends are for, right? Oh, guidance. Most people don't want to guide. They want to just give you a freaking permission slip. Hey, the only way you can be happy is if you sign this permission slip. Huh? Excuse me? Oh, okay. But then you probably never signed that permission slip at all. You will take a full year to do that. So, all in all, enjoy your life for what it is. Practice discernment. Practice mindfulness. Be grateful. Also, understand that sometimes you'll be sad regardless. You won't always live happy days. But it doesn't mean that you should indulge in sad days and make it seem like you're living the worst life ever. Not not from a privileged standpoint. However, from a, hey, this life experience is teaching me something. I can't always be super repulsive and super contractual with what my experiences are. It's just how it goes sometimes. Some things, some go left field. That's just how it is. It doesn't matter if, oh, it's supposed to go this way. It's supposed to be this plan. Some, dude, you're, you're not attached to this universe in the first place. You're not attached to anything within your thoughts or your fantasies of your imagination. Well, maybe you can. In some aspects, though, you're not. Some of these thoughts are not even yours in the first place, so why get attached to them? Why immerse yourself into that playing field? That's not even a playing field. That's a field of misery. That's the misery loves company people come in. Bow again. 